the Dorinda describes Sonia. I'm nasty nice. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, no, it was Dorinda, because she's like, it's like you don't even realize she's stabbing you. You just walk away and you're like, why is there blood all over me? <laughs> I, like, I would love to be described that way. <laughs> That's literally you. No, it's like when I come at you, you know it's there. <laughs> I'm like a Bethany and you're like a Luann. <laughs> you know what? I feel like, no, first of all, Sonia. But I feel like that actually kind of works with our personality. Hmm. Yeah, because I, Beth I, and Sonia love each other. They do love each other. And Bethany's like a boss bitch and Sonia's someone who's asked to speak at Wharton and you don't know why. <laughs> But before we get into the episode, I think I should introduce yes. you to everyone. Yes. I think they got a good start to our conversation. This is one of my dearest friends, the literal creative director of everything that is stylishly Solomon. You've met her before on one of our other podcasts where she co-hosts. Everyone, please welcome. Today we have Cristina Esposito, as they would say in Italian. She is here for us today. Please, please, welcome, welcome. Thank you for joining us, Cristina. You say my name so lovely. I'm so impressed with you. <laughs> yeah. I'm foreign. <laughs> name, do you know what it means? It means little husband. In Italian, they say Esposito. 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 It means little husband. But I like that. We're missing so, today, but yeah. we will carry on. Today, she is without Wi-Fi and is incapable of joining us. She's on a family retreat, as in she's retreating to be with the family. And the Wi-Fi is no good, but she left me with Christina all to myself. And so I'm getting spoiled. <laughs> Take it away, girl. I want to start actually just with the more um, getting to know you part because I know you and love you, but I want everyone else to get to know you just a little bit better. So could you just tell everyone a little bit about what you do, both for us and in general, so they can get to know kind of how amazing you are? Yay, absolutely. So um, I am a Northeasterner. I was like born and raised in New Jersey. I lived in Manhattan for about five years. I made my, my my way down to Florida. I actually went to college down here, went back up to Manhattan, then moved back down here a few years ago, and that's when I met you lovely people. So it's been a crazy ride. I In the past, I had done real estate. I had done um, uh, teaching. I'm like, I can't even remember because it was <laughs> so far away. But, um, so <laughs> yeah, it's another life, but I did teaching, and that actually is relevant to my life now because I do family portraits, which I love. I love working with kids in that capacity in the classroom, not so much. But my passion really is like in fashion and lifestyle and editorial type of photos, which I have the pleasure of doing with both you and Dina. So yeah, that's where I'm at now. I live in South Florida. I do photography full time. I love it. And I get to work with you guys. So I mean, what? there's nothing really else to say. <laughs> <laughs> no, but tell everyone how you work with us. And I mean, I, I could answer the question, but I'd like you to. Oh, okay. So, I mean, I don't want to like steal the spotlight here, but yeah, I do your photos, obviously. Um, I do like a lot of behind the, behind the scenes stuff is like your creative directing. So 
Um, I hope you are. (laughs) I do. I'm very modest, but I do um, a lot of your like promotional work and just the networking and like promotional graphics. I love creating, not just in photography, but creating like little cartoons for these podcasts, for example. Then we put up a story or uh, creating like the grid to make you a beautiful aesthetic Instagram feed or uh, what else do we do? I mean, I edit this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> everything that is curated in our life, which is everything, is curated by the beautiful mind and hands of Christina Esposito. Christina, little husband. I love you. <laughs> we love you so much. <laughs> love you too. Virtual hugs. Yeah, virtual hugs. And Christina is currently in Montauk. I am. And I want to know, because I'm jealous, how is life in Montauk right now? Um, it's nice. It's it's a lot cooler here, thank goodness, because in the rest of the Hamptons today, it was like 98 degrees, which was kind of unbearable. The humidity is like Floridian level right, right now, which is crazy. It doesn't normally get this hot in New York. So, um yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm only here for two nights, and then I go back to Southampton, but it's, it's nice. It's a little bit of a different vibe out here. It's very, like, cool girl, as you would say. Um, I do enjoy the little village, and as you know, they have the beautiful beaches here. We went to, like, Lighthouse Point and everything, so there's really, I mean, Montauk is just one of those places that's, like, a real gem in the world, so if you can get a chance to come see it, you won't be disappointed. And Montauk is where they film, I believe, Summer House. Yes, it is. Um, Well, they claim to advertise it or claim to film it in Montauk. But um, actually, I was on a Summer House and they were in Water Mill. They were not in Montauk. And for our listeners who are not as in the know about Hamptons as we, <laughs> um, please explain the audacity that is this claim. Yeah, so Water Mill is near like Sag Harbor, which is where, if you're, we're talking Bravo lingo here, like where Luann has her house. So Sag Harbor is before Montauk and after Southampton, so some we're in between there and Watermill is around there. I mean, it's not really like a name dropper, Watermill, right? Have you ever heard of that? I don't think. <laughs> I have not. And everyone knows that Montauk is super cool. So my theory is they're trying to like take the Montauk name to give themselves a cool vibe that they clearly don't have because they're with the old ladies in Sag Harbor adjacent. I think so. I mean, unless they change locations because it was back in 2018 that I was on one of their episodes. Well, I don't know if I was actually ever on the episode. I just went to their house. I had to sign a form waiver, went in there. The house was crazy, all the cameras and everything. But um, yeah, no, it was a legit water mill. Like I have the photos on my phone documenting it and it has it. (laughs) So I think what we need for you right now is to break down your entire experience on the summer house. How did you end up in the house? What happened? Tell everyone all about it. Oh, yeah. Okay, let's get into it. So um, it was my birthday. I have a, a 
summer birthday every July, and we always go to Southampton Social. <laughs> I love the way you say it's every July, like you chose it. Every July. It's every July. White party. It's my birthday. I just throw it in there. I didn't want to say the date. I don't want to give away that information. <laughs> I really enjoyed the way you phrased it. I'm going to start doing it. I'm going to be like, I have a birthday every year in May. I just like make time for it mid-May. Yeah, it actually just passed. I don't want to talk about it. It's not a good time anymore. But yeah, so every July we go to Southampton Social for my birthday. Not this year in lieu of uh, COVID, but that's typically what I've been doing for like the past five years of my life, right? So we were there, I was with a bunch of friends and one of the girls I was with started talking to a meet who was in the cabana next to us and they were flirting it up and then he invited us to hang out with them like the following day. So the next day, the next night rather, we go over to the house for I guess what we thought was a pregame um so we go there there's like a tent in front of the the house in water mill there's all the producers and the cameras and all that and they're like making us sign these waivers you know that if anything goes on tv blah 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 we go into the house I was so astonished I had actually never even seen or heard of the show I just from my friend that like got us the invite there she was super excited because she's just like freaking obsessed with being famous which is sad but <laughs> But you know what? She might make a great reality TV show, no, like she, star. You need like, someone a little credit. She's so boring, though. No, she won't be. So, <laughs> so um, we go, and the house is completely unfurnished. Um, and all I knew was that it was like kind of a mockery, or not a mockery, but like a Jersey Shore, but in the Hamptons, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, it was just strange. It was this huge house. It was unfurnished. It was dirty. There's cameras in every single corner. That guy, Carl, who's really tall. Yeah, I don't know how, like, he didn't invite us. Amit did. But somehow he became the star of the show. He's, like, touring us around this ugly-ass house. (laughs) It looked looked like a rat house. It was gross. And then I run into these, like, Amazon twins on the stairs. They're, like, seven feet tall. Ashley and Lauren Workis. Yeah, they were frightening. I, my 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 husband referred to them as hideous freaks, which was not a nice thing to say, but he did. Are they friendly, though? Not really. They kind of were like a deer in headlights and just high and hide me sort of thing. Well, they might not have seen you. You're quite petite. <laughs> Probably. I, I came up to, like, their, their hip. Yeah, you're, like, way below eye level. They're like, I can't look down that far unless I'm tying my shoelace. <laughs> I can say this because I'm your height. (laughs) Precisely. So after the horrible tour, we go downstairs into the kitchen and that guy, Kyle, is there. The, like, really obnoxious blonde guy. And he's just... He looks like a Kendall, no? He's, he's like, really good looking, but he's just so annoying. I didn't... I did not like his energy at all. It was, like, too much for me. And um, then... Fast forward, like, I mean, overall, the night was pretty boring, to be honest. We were like, can we get out of here and, like, go to the next bar? Like, this is not a good time. But somehow, Amit grabs me and kisses me. My brother is there. I'm in a relationship. I'm like, this is not okay. What is going on? Like, he, like, grabbed me, like, twirled me into him. 
and he, like gave me a peck on the lips and I was like what the hell that happened and then later in the night he's like making out with my friend who's also my boyfriend so that was interesting fluffy <laughs> I'm not into that at all no. I mean story but into the person but I so many questions to your festival. I've always wanted to know this. Where's there music at the party? Because they always make it seem like there's music, but someone I know said that there's never any music because they can't because of production. No, there was no music. Yeah. Why it was so awkward. Oh, and then also I remember we brought them a bottle of, was it Whispering Angel? Like rosé. And then they had... They had some other rosé there. I don't know what it was. And they were like, no, we can't accept that because we have a contract with this rosé and we're not allowed to drink anything else on camera besides this. Yeah, so it was just weird seeing things from that perspective, you know? But thankfully, it did not kill your love for reality show. You're still able to get into a good show. Oh, I mean, I always love my housewives. I'm just not a summer house fan. Like, I still have to this day not watched, like, well, I did watch one episode because I was like, let me see, what what is this show that I was on, or whatever. <laughs> but I, I watched one episode, I'm like, I can't, I can't do this, it's horrible. <laughs> I tried to find the episode you were on, and I am so mad, because I literally just binge-watched the entire show again, and I like couldn't binge again. But also, another thing I've really noticed is that they very, like, sometimes for dinner and things like that, but they really don't show them interaction with the Hamptons. Like they really keep them isolated in the house. And a lot of times when they go out at night, I don't think they have the rights to film. So there'll be this like big block of time that they don't show and then they show them coming back at like two, three in the morning. I mean, I'm sure that's where you met Amit during that block of time he wasn't filming, which is so different than other housewife shows because you actually like watch the whole night kind of develop rather than playing catch up inside the house. Yeah, I don't it's really weird. I, I didn't even realize that, but that yeah, that makes sense. That's crazy because you're missing half the show then. That's yes, awesome. <laughs> exactly. Not to mention like the interesting part. Like I want to see them when they're going out and getting plastered and in these kind of arguments and all these stuff. Not when they're come home in the middle of the argument. I want to watch that build. I want that tension. I want to follow that through. And I feel like maybe they should consider a location like the Berserk Shears or someplace where they're totally fine with them filming anywhere because no one goes there anyway. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I didn't even know it was in, did you say it's in Massachusetts? Um, yeah, I only found out because I was watching Rahoni like the loyal fan I am. And when they pull up to Dorinda's one time, it said Berkshire, Massachusetts. And I was like, the more you know. Yeah, I had no idea. Call me a geography professor because I know something. So, you know, I've had like an extensive history with the housewives. Yes, I want to. Okay, so I really don't know anyone who has a better history, and I'm trying to figure out the best way so that we don't miss anything. And I think we should end with all New York stories because that's the episode we're going to go into. And I think that you should just tell me all your stories and I will ask as we go because I don't want to ask and lead the questions and then we miss something vital. Okay, so I'm going to go in timeline chronological order. Chronological order. 
chronological order. I got it. Okay, let's go. Well Pro done. Maybe take another sip, sip of rosé. <laughs> oh, I, I have to drink rosé to do this podcast. You know that. <laughs> so um, let's start circa 2012. Sorry to interrupt. Can I just tell you one of my favorite uses of the English language is the word circa. Okay, continue. Oh, is it? I didn't know that. <laughs> it's like so fashiony. Like that dress is so circa 2002, like McQueen. You know what I mean? Like I just love it. It just feels very, you know, oh, like I can look down on you very easily. I love it. It just has my vibe. <laughs> it's nasty nice. I'm so glad you approve of my dialogue. <laughs> I did. <laughs> you have a beautiful lexicon. Continue. So, right, circa 2012. I'm living in uh, Soho, Soho, Manhattan on Bowery, Bowery and Bleecker, and I need to get my lady bits lasered. So, <laughs> <laughs> this is so ridiculous. So um, I go down the street to Bond Street and find this laser uh, spa, I guess you would call it. And I get things taken care of. I go once a month for a year. The results are phenomenal. I highly recommend it to all those <laughs> seeking this uh, service. But um, I later find out that it's actually owned by no other than the Cindy. I don't know her last name. Cindy. Cindy. Quag. Cindy Quag. Everyone will resonate with that. Since Clog <laughs> from Housewives season, what were what are we in? Like, uh, let me double check because I think that's important information. We are checking the internet right now. I wrote Cindy of Clog, and the answer is her last name is Barshop. By the way, Cindy Barshop season four. But if you write Cindy of Clog, the answer comes up. What is it? Season four. Yes. Wow. I cannot believe I've been watching this show for that long. It's insane. So for anyone who forgot, Cindy had a birthday party in Quag and Sonia refused to attend because Quag was too far away from Southampton. What? No. <laughs> she had gone all the way from the city to the Hampton. She wasn't going to make the trek out to Quag. The thing is, because I've been out in the Hamptons for many years now, the drive from Southampton to Quag is about 20 minutes, but from Montauk to Quag, that's like an hour and a half. So I think in the episode, that were they in Montauk? And that's why no, it was they're actually in Har Harbor at Luann's house. Okay. Oh, no. no, but it was Luann's old house. So that might have been in Bridgehampton. Luann, not Luann's current house. But yeah. that's, that's a schlep. I mean, that's like 45 minutes at least. Either way, I feel like getting around any city, it takes that long to go from point A to point B. So I just think Sonia was not a fan of Cindy, but I will always think of her as Cindy of Quag. <laughs> really ruined Quag for me, by the way. <laughs> so that is my first vivid memory of anything Housewives season four. There we go. Um, next. Up, we have <laughs> Nini from uh, Housewives of Atlanta 
which I actually <laughs> I actually don't watch. I think I watched like a couple of episodes of Atlanta season one, and I just I can't commit to that many shows. I only watch I watch OC, Beverly Hills, and New York, and like that's enough for me. I can't. So I'm sorry, but to quote Vivian from Pretty Woman, big mistake, huge. <laughs> if you love Real Housewives of New York, you will love Atlanta because those are the only two of the franchises that are actually funny and don't need a plot. Like it's actual Emmy Award winning comedy, really clever women who are all extremely accomplished alphas who know how to have really great, hilarious, witty banter. All the other ones need a plot line to move it forward. Rohoni and Atlanta need not a thing they just need these women to be talking to each other and I don't think that the first couple of seasons even the first four seasons of Atlanta had found their group but once they find their group it is amazing so skip the first couple of seasons and just dive right in watch the reunions if you want to have some clue and I promise you the commitment is worth it all right, I, I might have second thoughts on this then. You might have convinced me. <laughs> Next up, I am at, again, I'm still living in New York at this point. Um, Are you still in Soho? I think no. At this point, I'm living in Fidei, which to the world is financial district, which is like Wall Street, right? Okay, so I'm living down there, and I'm going to, is it TJ Maxx or Home Goods? I think it was, yeah, it was home goods because I was buying a piece of furniture. <laughs> and as you know, at these places, like, you can't just, I mean, you can't just pick up a piece of furniture and, like, walk to the cash register, right? So you have to find, like, a salesperson to get the tag and, like, then they ring it up and they get a little cart to put the furniture on. Okay, so I'm looking for the salesperson. There's no one on the floor. So I go over to what I thought was, like, the customer service area it's actually the layaway area and the person online in front of me is freaking Nini and her husband is it Greg? Ah! I'm like what the hell? Oh my god. Can you ever wants to hear this story? I know you don't know who that is, but trust and believe that she would use this as a whole plot of a season that Nini can afford furniture and put it on layaway. I mean, home goods layaway too. I can't continue. Sorry. And, and at this point, she like I knew who she was. So she was already on TV, right? She's already a household name, and she's on line for layaway at home goods in Manhattan. Like that was crazy. She doesn't even live in Manhattan. It doesn't make any sense. Do like, you know what she was laying away? I, I don't, but I just, I heard her talking to the person saying like, yeah, we'll put this on hold. We'll come back, whatever, you know, how many days later. It was just, it was just absurd. Like I was, I was stunned. I was stunned. So that was my second run in. With, oh my God, I can't, I can't, I can't. What a way to meet me. If I had to choose the way I met Nini, that is most definitely the way I would choose. I And I did not say a word. I kept my mouth. <laughs> I just felt embarrassed for her. Like, I did not want to expose her. I let her do her thing. I did not say, like, hey, Nini, what's up, girl? Like, I didn't want her, I didn't want her to know that I knew who she was. It was just, like, an awkward situation. You are a class act. <laughs> Thank you. Because I would be like, Nini! <laughs> And then all the crowd would start surging in like bees to their queen bee because 
I feel like this is the her people. And her cover would be blown. TMZ would be reporting about her layaway goods. Kenya would be, you know, using the spotlight to tell her little piece on why Nini needs to go to layaway because she can't afford this and that. And I would just sit there and think, I caused this beautiful magic. <laughs> now, is this Nini? She's still on the show after all these years. Uh, Nini is the show. Oh, wow. She's an OG. Okay, see, now I really think I might have to watch it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, like, legitimately think less of you because you don't. <laughs> All right, I'll get there. All right, my third experience with a housewife, I really leveled up. It was so unexpected. It was, like, the highlight of my housewife experience. Are you ready? I am ready. <laughs> So I don't I hate to say this because it sounds like so privileged, but I was flying private, but it's not real private. It's a thing called Jet Smarter. It's like a group shared thing. And don't, don't even you know what it's very nice. It is a privilege, it's a luxury, but it's something that you are able to do and you know it's a blessing, and not everyone gets that blessing, and you're not acting snobby or trying to show up. It's just something that you were able to do that you did. Never feel bad for the good things in your life. Just say thank God and, you know, wish everyone else could be as, you know, able. Okay. So it did happen. And I was um, just getting out of my car, getting ready to go into the airport. And uh, I, as I'm walking into the lounge, there's a woman sitting there with her daughter the daughter runs up to my dog. I have an adorable little five pound poodle that like no one can resist. Everyone stops me, like it's ridiculous. And it's freaking Bethany Frankel with Bryn. I like oh. peed myself. <laughs> I peed myself and I'm like, my eyes are tearing. I'm so jealous. So Bryn's all like, mommy, mommy, look at the dog. Can I pet it? And she's like, is it okay if she pets her? And I'm like, yeah, of course. So like, Rin's petting my dog. I'm making like just small talk with Bethany. Like I didn't say anything. Oh, cute. I mean, I just, you know what? I'm the kind of person I don't want to make. There are people too. Like I don't want to make anyone uncomfortable. So I was just honestly like, I just talked to her like a, a mom. That was it. I was just like, how was your flight? You know? Yeah. This, the, the, everyone loves the dog. And then she said something about cookie. She said something. She's like, oh, yeah, we have a little dog. Her name's Cookie. This, like, this was a long time ago. And, like, of course I know who Cookie is, but I'm not going to say that, you know? Like, <laughs> you don't need to tell me. Do you know Cookie? I know Cookie. I know. So it was just, it was so pleasant. And I have to say, like, you don't see Bethany in that, you know, in that framework in, in Housewives. Like, because she's not, I think she's not allowed to bring her kid on the show, right? So, you never see her being like a mom. And I mean, she's just, I thought she was the sweetest human being. Like she wasn't, you know, snobby. She wasn't rude. Like she was just a very kind, like she had such a kind energy. And I like, sat there and like talked to her for like five minutes, which is like a long time kind of, right? For a stranger, right? So, oh my God, yes. And then eventually I was like, okay, like, you know, I gotta get on. So let's move on. Oh yeah. my God. I, mean, I, I, I never would have I know. I mean, it was just such a moment. Like, I wish I had it. Like, I should have it, like, recorded in my, my mind, right? But it was just, it was, we were talking about everything and nothing. It was that kind of topic of conversation. And she was just the sweetest human being. And I've always been such a big fan of her. And, like, actually meeting her and, like, 
getting that like validation like this is such a good human and it was it was just such a moment I really I love her I adore her I'll always be a necessity supporter vicariously like my heart is facing I've got the chills like so excited on this experience that you've had and I didn't even have it when I met Siggy I really thought my head a um Siggy Flicker of New Jersey I thought I played it really really cool because I like pretend like I didn't know her and then we were chilling we got our nails done I literally got the longest possible things I could get done like you know the list that they give you for your pedicures I picked the one that's like the two hour one I was like I'm sitting here till she leaves I'm not going anywhere and then she started talking to me and I won't get into that story but I can honestly tell you like she came up to me and started talking to me and I was like I played this so cool because we were not sitting next to each other I purposely spoke on the phone to my mom in Hebrew so she knows you know we're of the same tribe like I made some comments that I knew were just right up her alley so she knew I was her people and then she slid to the the seat next to me like she was sliding into my dms and I had the most fun three hours with her um (laughs) Love that. No, that that's special. That mm-hmm. is amazing. I love that. I would have done that to Bethany though. I would have been like, What flight are you going on? What flight are you getting off of? I was just headed in that direction. Cancel entire plans of the lifetime just to stalk her a little longer. Sure. She's amazing. I think of all the housewives I'd like to meet in a good like mood, like with her child, with like someone like Pippa there to like break the ice by being so cute and Pippa is your dog. Um I I couldn't dream of a better situation. That's like the, I, like, I think even like marriage, children, like I can't think of a better moment to have in life. <laughs> it's crazy, especially, I mean, like I've read every single one of her books. Like I'm just such a Bethany, like I really admire her, like as a mom, as a business person, like as just a humanitarian, like she's amazing. On the contrary, I don't know, you might not, you might not agree with this, but I have to say, I did not have the same experience a couple years later with Jill Zarin. Jill Zarin. Now, Jill Zarin, so I ran into her the same way again through this um, private jet setting, group setting app, whatever you want to call it. Um, and she was there. Now, she had a dog with her, was it? Did she have a little chihuahua? That thing died, I think, now. Yeah, I think the one, I don't know if it's the same dog, but didn't it die when she was still on the show? Uh, yeah, because I met her and she was a Bobby, and I know Bobby's not alive anymore. Oh, my God, was Bobby yeah. there? Yeah. Bobby Zarin there. Yeah. So oh no, I, I, so, I don't know if this was a year later or whatever, but I met, um, again, again, with the dog, you know? We were in the, in the airport, <laughs> in the lounge. Now, now Jill was actually on the same flight as me. So I'm in, we're in the lounge, like, waiting to board. And my dog, her dog, they're not barking at each other, whatever. So I go over, they have to sniff each other, do the whole song and dance. And she just, like, I mean, she was friendly, don't get me wrong. But I don't know if this the way she speaks, but I found her to be a little bit standoffish, personally. Which is fine. I'm, like, 30 years younger than her. Why would she be friendly to me, right? So, at least, like, Bethany's, like, still a young, like, lady. Like, she like, isn't, she's not, like, threatened by younger women because she is, like, a young, attractive, skinny bitch, right? So, um, you know, Jill, Jill's there, not so much. Um, you know, the dogs made their little uh, pleasantries. And, you know, we said hello, and that was it. Uh, we boarded up the plane. Yeah. 
we weren't like sitting next to each other or anything. We were a couple of seats and there's like 16 seats on the flight. So she was in one area and I was in another and that was it. It wasn't an extensive thing. But yeah, Bobby was with her. And I, I, I for and for a minute, it took me like it took me a minute because she hadn't been on the show in so long. And I'm like, wait, I know this voice. I know this face. Who is this? And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, she used to be on Housewives. <laughs> okay. Between her hair and her voice, I don't know how it even took a second. I know. She I know. leaves an impression. So I think those are all, like, my personal run-ins with the Housewives. Um, I do have, like, one more story, which I don't know if I told you oh my god i can't even wait i'm getting exclusive this is kind of like relevant to this week's episode which it actually it sparked it for me because i kind of even forgot about it even though it's the most recent i should have known but <laughs> i'm so excited and dina's not even here so i'm gonna know something dina doesn't know and i got to tell her like i'm so knowledgeable i'm so excited i'm doing like a dorinda hand gesture i love it Okay, so this week's episode, or I don't know if it was last week now, but I just watched it on demand. So it was with uh, the scene with Ramona, Mario, and their daughter. And I'm as I'm watching it this evening, I was like, oh, wow, Mario, it's so weird because the last time I saw him was on a FaceTime. Wait, what? Wait, 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 wait. Christina, we have extended extensive amount of time at this point like I've seen you in the morning in bed makeup off like handing you a coffee we've had that type of intimacy and you've never told me that you FaceTime with Mario like please elaborate in full detail I need time place I need all the details and I need it like without one little like I need to get into the minutiae of this tell me everything I know. I told you I, I don't think I had mentioned this to you. I don't know why. I just didn't feel like it was important. But <laughs> I felt like I know you better than practically anyone at this point. And it turns out like you're a stranger to me. So tell me more stranger. Okay. So this is like maybe two and a half years ago now. Uh, my boyfriend at the time, his best friend was dating Casey Dexter. Now, if you don't know that name, Casey Dexter is the mistress of Mario, whom he left Ramona for, okay? So, <laughs> so he was um, with her, but she was cheating on Mario with my boyfriend's friend. I'm not going to... Wait. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, what, what a great human. Does, doesn't she leave... Um, in like the Palm Beach County area? Yeah, so at the time I was living in, I was in Pompano Beach and she was living with Mario. She was living with him, but she would cheat on him with my boyfriend's friend. And she referred to, she would literally refer to Mario as the dictator or maybe- what? Yeah, it was either the dictator or Mussolini, but she used to call him that. And, like, she hated him, like, hated him with a passion, like, said she was going to leave him. Yeah, no, it was insane. I'm like, wait, didn't he, like, leave his wife for you? Like, what? But she, I have a story about her, which I will tell you after your story, so we can, like, get a sense of her character. Continue. Oh, trust me, I have a lot of dirt on her character. It's like... <laughs> 
I don't even know if I can mention it. Like it's frightening. This girl, she sent me a like a pornography like masturbation video of herself. Wait, why? Yeah, I don't know. She was organically come up as something someone else would want to send to someone. Absolutely, always high out of her mind. She was on so many drugs, and I guess she mixed it with alcohol. Like she was just really unwell and I felt bad there were so many rumors and like kind of quickly shut down between the housewives especially at the reunions about like the partying and drug use that they all do like um I think Bethany had some quote which of course is crazy clever about like there's more snow in the real housewives than New York cast like you know it snows hardest or something with the real housewives in New York cast and so I'm not surprised that Mario parties. I mean, I feel like a lot of people who live in South Florida are either in rehab or in the midst of partying. So that his girl is like that is not surprising either. Yeah, but the vivid memory I have of the FaceTime with him, which was when I remember my boyfriend's friend called me up. He's like, hey, because we were all supposed to go on a double date that night, right? He's like, hey, is it okay if Casey comes by your house? Can you, like, fix her up? I'm like, fix her up? What do you mean? He's like, just, like, give her some makeup and stuff. I'm like, huh? Like, he's like, she's coming over. Like, is it okay? Because I can't have her at my place. Whatever. So she shows up to my house. Her face, she looks like she got stung by a bee. She had obviously gotten, like, injectables that day. She was all, like, bruised and swollen. And it was really hard to look at. Mm -hmm. And, um... All paid for, they all paid for by Mario. <laughs> <laughs> but on a side note, just to like for my own um, edification, your friend knew she was with Mario, right? Oh, yeah. Like he okay. didn't care about her. He just wanted to get laid. But um, <laughs> so she comes over looking like a hot mess. And I'm like trying to do her makeup. And Mario's calling her. And he's like threatening her like, you better, like, I want your stuff out of here. I want it out. Like, he, he suspects that she's cheating on him, but, like, she's lying to him. She's like, no, 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 baby, look, I'm at Christina's house. I'm, la I'm at his, I'm at my friend's house. And, like, she puts me on the FaceTime with Mario to show that, like, she's with a girl and, like, makes me talk to him. And it was so uncomfortable. Wait, what I'm talking about? Yeah. What did he say? I want to know everything. I, I, I don't know. He's just like, oh, hi, how are you? Like, what are you girls doing tonight? Like, you know, whatever. It was quick, but I had a cover for her while I'm like preparing her face to go out for a double date with another guy. <laughs> Crazy. Oh my God. Oh my God. Ridiculous. It was insane. Um, yeah. What? Oh. I, I thought you should know about it. <laughs> um, yeah. I can't believe that actually slipped your mind because that's pretty crazy and I have a very soft spot for Ramona which Dina really holds against me and I feel like if Mario is cray that kind of legitimizes it but quick side note I'll tell you this story I know about her so my boss former boss at Intermix um she used to be the manager of the Madison Avenue, I believe, um, intermix. And when she was there, Casey was her client. 
and she used to come in way before, like a couple years before he was known in the press. So this, my boss who's lovely, um, knew about the affair like way before everyone else because she would come with his black card and be like he's paying for everything you know obviously and like she's basically was like I would just take one of everything because and this is back when Intermix used to have like even better stuff than it does now so it'd have like a ton of Fendi they had like a lot of exclusive lines that other even Saks and Neiman's didn't have she'd be like I, I just want at least one of everything because I'll return it and so I can have the money yeah she's a shady biatch I mean I I did like I had to Google her and there was all these rumors and articles about like her cheating in the past, like way before I met her. And I'm like, oh, well, no wonder, you know, she's in this situation. And like from what I've heard from other people who have like either told me something that they've had like an interaction with her or like just from press clippings and this and that, it seems like she kind of dates like a lot of like C-list people or like somewhat kind of people who are notable enough that it like gets some sort of very D-list press and then she just kind of does her own thing I, I don't know but she just um I'd love to like I like to see past people like their mistakes and you know we're all human and say she's a good person but all I saw was you know a drug addict like she needs help well, I definitely think, and I don't want to skip too much ahead because we definitely have to break down the episode chronologically, but I definitely did not think Mario looked his best. Like, his face looked leathery and rough and burned, and he just, like, he, like, he just, he, he needs a lot of work on himself emotionally at what, he seems like an angry person. I mean, Ramona even said on the episode that when they got divorced, he was the angry one and she had to work on making him less angry, which is so like he cheated on her and he's the angry one. I mean, the twisted mindset that goes there and the fact that, I mean, it really does speak volumes to Ramona's value a family that she made a point to make that relationship work and the fact that he couldn't even say on camera even if it was bullshit like oh I love you too just for the kindness because the whole entire point of that filming was to show them all like in this kind of you know like she said it perfectly she's like we're not a married couple but we're all still a family like that's so nice like she's giving him a good like rehab of his reputation and he couldn't even be kind to her on screen it really put me off I agree he's a he just strikes me as a very insecure man very and, you know as crazy as Ramona is like she's always true to herself like that's just her she's a bit of a quirky gal and like you see what is what you get like there's no faking it with her which I love about her I do too I have like a really like, before we get into the episode, I have, like, a super soft spot for Ramona because I definitely think she's someone who has 
verbal diarrhea. And I think, you know, much like her diarrhea when she was in Cartagena, it's uncontrollable. It's a parasite that will never leave her body and she will never be able to change that about her. But I genuinely don't think she's malicious or bad intending. I think she literally just doesn't have that social like feature and not to sound like Ramona, but I do know a couple people who come from very like vile upbringings and they all seem to have this sort of um, kind of same thing where they have some sort of social awkwardness. And I think her social awkwardness is that she doesn't know when to not express her opinion and then I think immediately she reads the social situation enough to know she's messed up and a lot of times she gets defensive but I do actually think she feels bad because she's not malicious Dina disagrees 100% if she was here she'd be like no you're wrong (laughs) I concur (laughs) oh my god I'm so glad you concur indeed (laughs) (laughs) but I have one more relevant factor to, to add Spa, Spa 88, the one that, um, what's her name? What, what's the new one's name? Leah. Leah. Leah and her sister at that spa. The Russian spa that disgusts me, yes. It's disgusting. Like, I've been there. I used to live on Wall Street. That place is literally known for happy ending. <laughs> Leah seems like the type of person who would find something like that, like, intriguing and, like, make her want to go there. I did not. I I went, I forgo the happy ending. I'm not, I'm no Denise, okay? But (laughs) I was going to say, Denise, let Erin go there. I I didn't go for that, but uh, I did go, and I had just the worst massage in my life because the masseuse masseuse kept, what? Did he do the crazy leaf thing on your back where they beat your back up with a leaf? No, I had a woman and she just wouldn't stop talking. Like, oh, I, that. I don't want to be spoken to while I'm getting a massage. This is my time Girl. to relax. And no, she kept going and going. And like every time I thought, like, like I was giving, like, I was being like really short with her and like just one word answers. She just kept going. She talked the entire time and it was horrible. And I'm like, I'm never coming back here again. So I'm going to tell you something. I am great conversationalist when it's time for conversation, or at least I think I'm a great conversationalist. I cannot stand talking to people whilst I'm having some sort of like relaxing service massage. I don't like chatting during like pedicure and manicure because I like to unwind. It's really to me like a very like, you know, it's a me moment. It's something I'm doing for myself. I want to take it in. I, I want to kind of get to my place of peace. It's sort of a mental meditation time. And it is my pet peeve. I have literally stopped seeing my sores who are very talented. And I have some very, very chronic neck, um, shoulder kind of pain because I put my tension there. And I have really stopped seeing people that are genuinely talented because they would not take my hint to shut up. Dina is the opposite and because she is like one of those people who comes home and she's like yeah I love her she and I are like we're gonna do this and she's Jamaican and she gave me this recipe for this and blah 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 I'm like why do you know about her daughter's high school graduation and what she wore and Dina's like oh yeah and I told her I was gonna send her stuff help me research this thing for her and I'm sitting there thinking like I'm literally like fine thanks quiet like literally I one time had the guy who 
normally does my massage now. He told me that he could never tell if I'm not talking because I mean so much happiness or so much pain because I'm so quiet. He can't read me. And I was like, that's exactly how I want to be. <laughs> that's how it should be. I agree 100%. Well, then we'd be excellent, like, people to do a duo massage because that means we would, like, not be chatty. Like, I don't understand these housewives that are talking during massage time. You talk post and, you know, post and prior, but not during. No, let's go for a couple's massage. Yes, I'm up for it. When we are in the same location and it's, like, cool with all the COVID stuff, we are doing that. It's a date. It's a date. (laughs) So let's get into the episode after this hour just like ran by. I'm so happy I could literally spend like five hours with you. Poor Dina, she never could have made this work. No, no, it's it's okay. (laughs) So first of all, we are now at the big episode of Ramona's 60, I think, third birthday party, which I love Ramona. She celebrated her 17-year anniversary, made that a thing, 17 years. And now we're celebrating her 63rd. Like, I didn't know that was a big birthday date. Like, people are like, it's your 60th, it's your 61st, and your 65th. And Ramona's like, oh, 63rd, that one, you have to have a huge to-do. I love her. And I'm someone who appreciates a big birthday, so I love that she's so unashamed about it. And I think, I mean, I just can't get over how great she looks. She is amazing, and honestly, okay, skipping ahead, but I guess we're just doing that this episode. I thought her sister was also Oh my god, noted, I noted that. I was like, Ramona's sister's pretty. Like, pretty. And also looks young for her age. And I love that Ramona in pure sister fashion was like, you look amazing. You look gorgeous. You look just like me. (laughs) (laughs) No, she had a good quote too. She was like, cheers to never acting our age. Yes. Yeah. I love that. She's yes. I know. I forgot the way she said it too. Cause she said it a little, I forgot what she said. What did she say? She said like being young forever. Cause you never act your age or something like that. And I was like, yes, that's so clever. That is a perfect quote. I that's what you and I will be young forever. I hope that's that. I would I love to see her uh, Her parents. I mean, I know she doesn't talk to the father, but like. No, the she, father passed. Oh, right? uh, I, passed. Well, I mean, I assume she's 63. <laughs> but like, they have good genes, don't you think? Yeah. Carol's parents. I mean, I don't know if they're still alive, but they were kicking it when she was in her 50s. Because when she does the um, season pause, when she did the marathon and thought it was like she cured cancer, um, all her family was there and her parents were there and her dad looked like he was kicking it at 90. I mean, he was definitely a young 90 if that. (laughs) I think really though, I laughed so hard because in the beginning of the episode, Ramona was talking about how it was like her 60 best friends and I just, sorry, 50 closest friends. And I just wanted to like, the producers to show a flashback which they've yet to done and it really annoyed me of her first saying it was 80 then saying 60 and then landing on 50 because that number did go down throughout this season and no one was really catching that and I felt like am I the only one who's hearing this because this number every episode loses about 10 friends yeah I caught that I don't know I don't know why she didn't uh she didn't stick to it maybe there was just less to the party 
<laughs> I mean, I figured maybe the number had something to do with like people who could attend, but I also felt like maybe it just kept getting whittled down because she had she knew like at one point it might like sort of they might do a head count and she didn't want to be caught out for making up a number. I felt like a lot of this episode was sort of not it was like hot like up until 35 minutes in when the party started which I did actually clock there wasn't a lot happening of interest like everything that happened that were sort of the funny one-liners and the interesting content of the episode except for the dinner with Mario and Ramona I didn't need to see Luann cleaning her dog in the shower like I'm sure it happens and I didn't need to see like Sonia being overwhelmed by the townhouse that she can't afford and I don't get like why she still keeps the only things that I found really like of interest before the party was one I thought when Luann and Dorinda brought up the fact that Sonia was kicked out of the gay bar and then we're like oh we're so worried about her and I was just thinking like how shady because this wouldn't have come on the show if you didn't I mean I know it was out there but it wouldn't have like been a plot on the show if they hadn't brought it up so I thought it was like first of all Sonia is officially a gay icon for getting kicked out of a neighborhood bar when she after singing hello dolly I mean she's epic but <laughs> I did feel like it didn't seem very like out of concern to me that they're bringing it up on the show it seems like one of those things where you like call your friend off air and then also, I felt a little bit like the scene between Leah and Sarah, her sister, was very dark. I mean, even for this show, is very dark because Bunny, their mother, sounds like she is batshit crazy. Like, I very much get why Leah has an alcohol issue, which I personally, with absolutely no medical degree or knowledge of her outside the show, think she does. <laughs> yeah, I was actually wondering if, Bravo's considering bringing the sister on as another cast member since she's no longer. I mean, I really think it would be great. First of all, the sister is shady AF that she told her sister what their mom said and got her all riled up and was like, yeah, she thinks you're ugly. She thinks you're, you know, that you're not really nice. She doesn't really like you. And then Leah's like, can I tell mom you said that? She said that. And she's like, yeah, full transparency. I was like, you are Ramona too. Like, I think Leah... Um, Dorinda sees Leah as a young her. I feel like Sada is a young Ramona. She's like, fine, tell her I said it. I loved it so much. But that that place that they keep going to, which again, I don't know if this is actually COVID related, but this season on Housewives, like New York Housewives, they've done a lot of repeat locations. Like repeat the the um Halloween shop they went there like three different times they've repeated restaurants they've repeated now like this horrible spa like no one needs to see it that much and I don't know if maybe filming was being affected already so a lot, certain places weren't as available to them I don't know if maybe I'm sort of jumping my own conclusions but I definitely felt like I have never seen a in any of the housewife series, except for something, you know, where it's their home, so much repeat. Yeah, I mean, I don't know the timeline exactly. I believe they start filming right after the summer for New York. They always start right after the summer, but then how many months do they film for? I mean, they usually, like to me, I feel like based on absolutely no information or knowledge, they start around Labor Day and then they go to sometimes even 
after because I can think of several seasons where there's some sort of early fall where they're meeting in the Hamptons and they're kind of having their last Hamptons weekend and then they'll have like a break I think during Christmas from filming I mean and New Year's because then they come back after and they usually have a little while left to go. I wanted to take us then now right to the party because at least for me unless there's something you want to talk about from the first half of the episode that struck your fancy I just felt like the first 35 minutes was sort of a waste of my time I thought it was quite boring and I have to say that even the episode before this I thought was such a snore that was horrible they were all way too drunk and the the fight the slurring and like I don't like when they get too sloppy it's just it's not it's not good tv One of the podcasts I love listening to is Danny Pellegrino. Um, Everything Iconic is the name of the podcast. And he calls Rahoni Alcohol the TV series. (laughs) (laughs) And I do think it's rather accurate, especially this season. But I feel like one of the problems with Rahoni is that they're funny and witty and clever. So they don't really need a plot line to make it interesting. And they're not going to do like what Beverly Hills does, where they just kind of manufacture a plot line. But on the other hand, I think they do drink a ton because they're all party, like, social friends. And usually there's, like, they party and get drunk, but then there's, like, a break of a few episodes where things are happening with them in terms of, like, their social interactions and their bubbles. So then the next time you see them out and about drinking, there's been some sort of build of a plot within whatever it is that's happening. Whether it's even, like, at a dinner, there's some sort of, like, misunderstanding or fight you know and then by the time they're drunk an example in um one season Bethany and Carol when they're sort of having their falling out kind of have a like a very snappy few dinners where they're sort of being terse with each other and they're snapping at each other so when they have their big drunken fight in the Berkshires after the murder mystery game it sort of come from a place of like build up even though it's not really a plot, it's just something that's happened. So it's very organic. And I feel like this season, because Bethany has abandoned us and left us with Leah, who is batshit crazy, and I'm not as big of a stand as everyone else seems to be for her. I feel like she is kind of just as much like off the rails as everyone else. So all you're getting is like six women who are equally off the rails. Yeah, more or less. (laughs) to conclude the episode was more or less a snore and the party leah oh my gosh crazy her behavior was it atrocious i just want to tell you i had two perfect wait first of all larry scott for all the free like stuff i guess you got what you paid for ramona because that party was the worst it was so to me I did not like the decor it didn't even make sense to me like red roses with palm trees like please like like ew and then like just everything about it I mean it was just really like aggressive to watch Arlene who in past seasons we've seen in some sort of like black turtleneck and a kind of St. John red tweedy kind of little number maybe it was even a you know, old-fashioned cut Chanel, comes in looking like David Bowie and Liza Minnelli had a baby. I mean, like, between the decor and some of the crazy outfit choices, it was just a lot, and it wasn't a lot of good. And I blame Larry Scott for that. I really do. And I appreciated how shady Sonia was when she came in a full sparkly dress to someone else's birthday party. 
but I did have like a major realization. I watched Sonia for the entire episode, take her jacket off and put it on. And I started looking around at everyone else. A lot of people wearing their fur coat. Dorinda, I think, had a Fendi jacket on that she didn't take off. And I just kept seeing people in the back with some sort of fur. I don't think Ramona had a coat check. Oh, maybe that's what it was. And I was like, good Lord, these women are all menopausal. Like, you can't make them stay in their furs once they've come inside from the cold. Like, that's cruel. I have I did not like Sonia's shade at all. Like, the whole, you're friends with them because of me. Like, you and I both know sometimes you make friends through other friends. And for the original friend to get so, like, possessive and hateful, which is how I feel Sonia is coming off, is just not a good look. Like, you can share your friends. Everyone has different relationships. Like, get off your high horse. But I will say my absolute highlight of the entire episode was in one of the last scenes when um, Sonia has just told Ramona that the purse her friends gave her is ugly, it's shit, and she should exchange it. She immediately after, Lucia, who's one of the friends of the 50 friends of Ramona, who, by the way, again, love the producers for counting Ramona's friends, comes up and starts talking to Sonia, and underneath it says, Lucia, and below that it says, Sonia insists more her friend than Ramona's. I literally clapped and laughed so hard. I like this episode existed to me solely for that moment. I didn't even care about Ramona going crazy because her sister went up to her and was like, they look like they're having sex. I was like, first of all, Tanya, I know who your sister is. I'd like Sarah and Tanya to join the show. Second of all, I felt like Ramona threatening to quit New York Housewives was like New York threatening to quit New York Housewives. Like, it's not going to happen. You're literally part of the fabric of this show, and no one believes you would walk away. You love the attention. Yeah, she she can't quit. But Sonia was, like, pissing me off. I didn't like her behavior at all. It was just not in good taste. <laughs> I didn't like Sonia's behavior, but I have to say I was more annoyed. Like, Sonia was annoying, but I feel like Sonia's, like, chronic rheumatoid arthritis you know like you have it you know it's annoying it's a pain but it's livable Dorinda was like a stomach ulcer that was bloody I when she was trying to pretend I think she called herself a raft that she was Sonia's raft and they showed some like weird flashback of her giving medicine like vitamins to Sonia and telling her to shove them up her butt like that one's a good one and like I was like why are you trying to mother her and she's like I'm not criticizing I'm concerned I was like you're turning her into the new Tinsdale as that weird boxer would call Tinsley um and like I just felt like you're just trying to mother her, but you're like angry with Elise for not being confrontational with Ramona. You're angry with Sonia for not, you know, doing whatever you want. Like get out of everyone else's business because you're a mess. Fixing other people, which you're not even capable of, is not going to fix your, like you're broken. And I really, all episode was like, ugh, to Dorinda. Like if I didn't, have to watch the show because of some like sick need of my own I wouldn't have watched it that's how annoying I found her oh yeah especially that dress with like the nipple hanging out oh my god when she walked out though in that fake dress that she was planning to wear I was like this is why though 
I'm not a fan of Dorinda. She's so nasty. She, like she comes up and sees so um, Ramona first after making fun of the dress, talking like badly about her, yelling at Elise that if you go up to her all nice, I won't respect you. And then what does she do? She runs up to her like kissy face, sweet. You look so cute. Great party. I was like, it's not a great party. I know you're lying right off the bat. And like there's Ramona in her Ronnie Kobo cheap ass dress, like looking tacky AF and like, you know, having this like stupid sign like in Ramona's living room when does anyone hang out in Ramona's living room the first time we've ever seen anyone in Ramona's living room was this season when Dorinda and Sonia got in the fight and I was like when has this been a thing no it wasn't it was never a thing like I know she just remodeled her apartment or whatever but she doesn't have she hasn't had anyone over I think she just had that one party where she yelled at Sonia and Dorinda and like literally at one point during this party she said like you know I don't like to like just go out. I have all my 60 friends over. She actually said that. And she's like, let me hang out in my living room. I was like, listen, I know plenty of people with huge mansions and big houses and big things. No one's hanging out with 60 friends. Like in the history of men, no one's like, come over all 60 of you. Let's just hang out. And by the way, Ramona, you only had 50 there. No, 60 people is a lot. Let's let's just talk with that number okay (laughs) yeah like literally I think if you have five friends I'm questioning how good of a person you are because that's just like a handful in and of itself when she says she has 60 friends I think of like one of those are men who has like multiple wives and I'm like you are destined to die young because that is way too much anxiety to maintain makes me cringe it is. It is totally cringeworthy. But I have to say, I didn't quite get, like, there was a point where they were showing right in the last second, Sonia breaking the glass mirror of that tray that she was dancing on, like, angrily. And then you see her calmly adjust her dress, though, and continue stomping. And I was like, what is happening? And why was Luann, I know they always call her Luann, and I'm sure all of these women have, they just have, a sort of energy with each other they're always making out and this and that and have some sort of sexual fluidity which good for them but like she seemed way too into being humped by like three people I mean you see Elise run over and I thought at one point she was going to be like sort of like Ramona's buddy and kind of come over and pull people off because Ramona was so upset and she just joined the parade like is something happening on the Upper East Side when they head downtown I mean what is this a thing you know, I was never involved in that circle, but could be. <laughs> I really wondered, and I also started to wonder, like, I sound like Carrie Bradshaw again, I'm sorry, but I did get curious to the fact that, like, does this happen at a lot of Housewives events and they just don't show us? Because the producer seemed really chill about it. He's like, calm down, you just have to wait, and we'll see how it all plays out. Like, he did not seem like, oh, my God! And I kind of expected if this was an unusual happening for him to be a little more sort of emotional himself. There didn't seem to be any shock. Probably. I also like that they had a quick shot of, like, a cameraman in the shot you know what I mean yeah I love when they do that he's going off and you actually see him and it's just this guy standing there with like a 20 pound camera <laughs> yeah and like that boom thing and he's just kind of like taking in the sights but they also showed Ramona like walk behind something and I was like is this like that's backstage like where's she walking to I was very curious yeah yeah I don't feel um Obviously, I am in no way someone who is um, 
and experts studied or whatever on, on drugs and alcohol abuse. But the fact that Leah, even months later in her interviews, keeps saying this thing like, I'll apologize for what I do, but not for who I am. Acting, that's her line, by the way, her tagline. And like, when they show the flashback of her throwing the torches, I mean, some of her behavior, that also this at the party, like some of her behavior is something that most people feel some sort of shame about. And I just don't, I, I, this is why I'm finding her, like I'm not really getting into her because if she had shame after she did those things at all, I feel a little bit like, okay, she does know right from wrong. She gets a little crazy when she gets drunk and whatever. But it feels like she crosses all these boundaries and then is sort of like annoyed with everyone else for not accepting her fully for going crazy. And it's making me find her unlikable because I miss having Bethany, who I always felt was sort of the voice of the people. Like, at least for me, when I was watching the show, Bethany's reactions and her comments and her like witty little banter, I was feeling like, okay, this person is much more eloquently, but kind of saying and feeling what I'm feeling in, in looking at this. And with Leah, I'm kind of like, you, you're not a voice of reason. You're crazy because if if Ramona is more sane than you and Ramona is trying to like softly tease you about throwing torches that were on fire in someone else's backyard into brush that could have been dry and caught on fire like you're definitely sick and twisted she is I mean I, I just find her very black and white because when she's sober I think she can be the voice of reason but once she starts drinking she's just so far off the deep end like unrecognizable yeah. and it doesn't seem like you said she's not really um, accountable for her actions, and furthermore, she's not she doesn't regret it. Mm-hmm. So it's it, it's strange. We have to see her character, I think, unfold a bit more. But I will say one of the things, just kind of ending this episode, um, I really felt that for all the hype they gave this episode and it was even in the like beginning of the season it was in the trailer and everything I kind of thought that there was going to be some dramatic thing them cutting to next week's episode and them all flying off to Mexico and Ramona looks totally fine I was like at least give us something to kind of like consider how is the end result like they I love this about New York they like move on so quickly in a New York minute pun intended and I feel like it's the only series where you see the women have no intention of holding on things I mean literally Bethany calls Luann a whore and like the next episode literally the next episode and they're like it's fine I said what I feel you said what you feel we're fine like they're just so good at moving on that I was just like a little bit like don't pump this up like this is you know Beverly Hills or OC where they're going to spend the next three years on this topic like you know give me something yeah no these are my people that's how I roll I like that I hate when like the shows fester like Beverly Hills I can't even get started with that right now like I can't with the grudges and the lingering it's like just keep it moving we want to be entertained it's a tv show please you know one of the things that I think is very much um true to the 
not just my character, but sort of the environment I was raised in, I never had a lot of cliques of friends. So one of the reasons I even said this, I think, um, in a past episode of the podcast, like one of the reasons I'm really drawn to these shows is because each city, the friend group, the dynamics, yes, there's tropes, but there's also a lot of sort of different cultural ways. Like each state has its own cultural vibe. And one thing I relate to with New York so much is if they're friends and they are forever friends, like the Luann, Sonia, Ramona, Dorinda, even if they have a big blowout fight where Dorinda's screaming about, you know, to Sonia about the difference between a dead husband versus a divorce and like, you know, call, telling her to keep her legs shut and these horrible things. But the next episode, they're like, you needed to emote. You know, and she's like, I, I hope you feel better now. I love you. I love you. You know, it's fine. And I like that. It's very much like I have a very like close group of people to me. And with any of them, I feel like it's genuine love. So if there ever is a moment of upset, not that I've ever gotten to the point where I called a friend a whore, but for the general kind of sense of if I am upset with someone, it would never be a forever thing. Because it's just not my nature and it's not the nature of the people I love. And I think that's why New York is my favorite for sure. But honestly, that's why you got to watch Atlanta. Same. Same. If, if you want to wear an ex-husband's family crest on your damn shoes, you do it, girl. And you do it with pride. Do I get to play your game? Yes, yes, you can. And now is the perfect time. So I think we should do a few versions because I have so many combinations. I want to do like past, present, future, you know? Ooh, okay. Okay. So let's start with the past. Bethany. So the game is called Text Delete for all of you who have not been following episode by episodes, which offensive, but go back and watch them all. Or listen, sorry, wrong platform. Um, and you can call a person text the person and delete the person and you have to say why for each person okay I okay. think I know some of your answers but it'll be fun okay so Aviva Aviva Drescher Carol Rodswell and Jill Zarin <laughs> <laughs> okay give you someone easy like Bethany yeah I would um I would call Carol I like Carol. She's a cool chick. I'm a cool chick. I just feel like we would vibe. I would feel like we would be friends. I would definitely call Carol, like go out to lunch with her, go for drinks, whatever. Call Carol. I would text um, Jill, like, hey, remember that time we flew together? <laughs> and then I would delete Aviva because she's just like a nobody to me, honestly. <laughs> But you didn't see her in front of the supermarket and follow her. I mean, it was cool that I saw her the other week in Southampton at Cinderella, but like not enough to establish a relationship. And I don't follow her. I just stalked her to see what was going on. Like, yeah. I know. I appreciate. It. I think you. Ha I, I. I like your answer. So uh, that. That's your past answer. Okay. Now we're gonna do present cost. Okay. Um. Okay. 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 I know what I'll do. Dorinda, Luann, and Ramona. Cortex Lee. I would call Ramona. I think that there would just be so much to talk about. I could give her all the dirt on Casey and Mario. She wants friends. Yeah, I would definitely call Ramona. I could be her new 61 for 
Christy first friend, but who knows what she's at now. Call Ramona. I would text Luann. Luann seems like a good time. She could be a good like wing woman or whatever. Yeah, um, she would definitely sleep with your husband. Right? Yeah. yeah. Sure. She's not a wing woman. She is like, you are just like a, a something in her way. She'll knock you down. Well, I mean, I don't, I would be her wing woman. I mean, like she would just be fun to go out with. I just want free tickets to her cabaret show. <laughs> yeah, what, Like I'm not paying for it, but I do want to go. Enough to text her. Okay. So she gets enough respect for that. And then I would delete Dorinda because she's just an awful human being. Yeah. Oh my God. So far your answers are pretty much exactly mine and for the same reason. So, <laughs> okay. So and fine. Then I'm future we're doing future yeah we're doing future my predictions of cast members that should be okay i love it okay so leah's sister sada dorinda's sister melinda and ramona's sister tanya oh my goodness oh my goodness this could make real quality cast members i think i would have to call dorinda's sister melinda because she just <laughs> interesting to me like she's a real person she's real folks like I yeah. want to sound dirty you know I want to like go mow gra grass with her like she <laughs> she just looks like I always hear this American expression the um what is it salt of the earth she's yeah. that person who I'm like yes I, I could see her knowing how to like like lick her finger and tell you which way the wind is blowing but she reminds me of my neighbor who has the tractor remember <laughs> when we did the photo shoot <laughs> she's like him like they would that's the same, same cloth you know okay so yeah. call melinda <laughs> oh call melinda i would text is it sarah yeah sarah the sister of leah okay so her, i would call leah's sister oh wait, no call, i'm sorry call melinda text Leah's sister and what? I would oh why because um like she's someone I would like to get to know <laughs> I, I think that there could You're be not intimate enough for a phone call yeah, I, like I would like to get into a text relationship with her yeah you know? I definitely don't think Melinda would be a good texter like even just her fingers don't look like the size for <laughs> exactly that's also, that's also why I picked her to call like she just wouldn't be able to text she probably has a flip phone. Okay. Yeah, because I was gonna say she'd be like, "You're fancy, what's your mahoozy phone?" <laughs> like she probably doesn't even know what a podcast is. No, no, I doubtful, doubtful. So let's leave the technology to the young one, okay? We'll text Sarah and we'll just delete Ramona's sister because I don't know enough about her yet. She's just a pretty face. I mean, I agree, and also I think like one singer is a lot and I don't know that I would choose Tanya yet over Ramona so until I get to know her next season better <laughs> oh my god but I love these predictions especially Melinda that would be legit that would almost be like a cat what's her name Caroline Manzo is that it yes that's that's okay yes see I think that Melinda gives me Caroline Manzo meets Rosie Kathy Wakili's sister whose name I don't know the last name of yeah they merged into one person I mean I don't know Melinda so I don't know if she's gay so I'm not saying in that vibe but I just mean like the masculine energy but like soft and and like gooey insides and kind I and love I her like 
it would balance Dorinda really well. Like, I think she needs someone who is like a genuinely good person that she loves who to like control her. I, I really, yeah, if you will. She, she literally has like a presence, at least yeah. for me, right? That's, for me too. That's a very strong on-screen presence where I want to keep watching her. Me too. <laughs> and the thing is, Dorinda's salty, but as we've said, her sister is salt of the earth. And I feel like that could be a good combination. Yeah. Oh, this is fun. I love that. Yay. <laughs> I really, Dean always has me do this and I'm always like, no, you do it, but I'm really good at this. <laughs> Brilliant. Checks across the board. I think I nailed it. I think you nailed it too. And I like all your reasoning. I have to say, I like agree completely. Well, thank you so much for having me. Thank you for coming on. Literally every moment I spend with you is an absolute pleasure. And I'm so happy for our listeners to get to know you. You are so amazing. And I loved your insights. I appreciate you. And just really quick, just so everyone knows where they can find you across social media, can you let everyone know your handles? Yes, honey, thank you. It's Christina Claire Photo. Christina is with a C-H-R. And that is on Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok. Um, on Facebook, I am Christina Esposito. But mostly, <laughs> mostly you will find me on Instagram. And then, of course, I have my website with my portfolio with all of my photography, which is ChristinaClairePhotography.com. Oh, well, you've made that very easy for everyone. I like the continuity across platforms. Oh, yeah. No brainer. Got to stay simple. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. I, I literally, I'm like stopping myself from hanging up just because I love spending time with you, but I know that I've stolen too much of your time. But oh. thank you so much. I love you. I love you. Thank you. And I'll see you in a month from now when I come home. <laughs>